Amigos. Hey. hey what I ditched the hey, everybody. What was that? What was was that, honor, intro? that was in honor of the Copa de Mundial. Oh. That's World Cup for you yeah. peasants that don't speak Spanish, I Espanol. think. Espanol. 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 Could have been Portuguese, I'm not sure. Me I just read it on the internet. Me llamo es Peggy Hill. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for coming back. If anyone's listening, I'm not. I'm still not convinced anyone's still listening. No, no. But your llamo is not Peggy Hill. We're back from. <laughs> we're back from our World Cup break. Rested, and rejuvenated. How's your hamstring feeling, Matt? Yeah, my hamstring's a little tight. A little tight. Uh, I think I'll be good to go tomorrow, but okay. we'll we'll see. Yeah, yeah. You're about seventy percent. Seventy percent. Seventy-eight percent. Ninety percent. All right. Well, I'm perfect. We'll keep an eye on it. All we'll right. just have you jog and training. Uh, if you could give me a, a deep tissue massage, that'd done, be great. Done. Now, or do you need me to do it later? Let's do it later. Okay. And then two weeks, it'll come out that it's actually grade two tear. Yeah. Heavy. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Ugh. Welcome back to the show. Uh, I'm Jason Greenwood, Matt Montgomery, and Trevor Brady. You know the drill. Thanks yeah. for joining us. We're here to talk about RSL and the World Cup and other... Soccer related things. Yeah, I don't know what those other. I don't know what the other things are. But go team. Let's talk about Chivas USA. Shit. <laughs> what? Well, at least the show can only get more positive from this segment. <laughs> Honestly, what, what can we say about that game? We were. That's not. Just we like... You know what's funny though is that we weren't bad. We just uh, we, we weren't good. We weren't good. well for playing a man down. We were pretty good. We controlled well, possession. We didn't. We controlled possession. We didn't finish our chances, which is true. True. Yeah. We didn't have a lot of chances. Yeah. We didn't create chances. We didn't finish chances. We there didn't... was some there was some bright lights. I thought. Yeah. Although there there was one interesting Luke thing. Mulholland, not one of the bright lights. Let's just get that out of the way. Yes. Yeah. Ten. I had to cancel Luke my Mulholland. Luke Mulholland kit order. You know, I was going to get the name on the back, but that's <laughs> I was just going to get the word Luke. What's his handsome Luke? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good thing you're handsome, Luke. One thing I did notice that Kassard did that Christ never did was he just left the midfield a man down. He left yeah. two strikers on the field. And Christ, like... So he played like a 4-3-2? Yeah, basically. Like, Christ would always take off a striker. 4-2-1-2. Two, two. But granted, we would have Sabo, so taking off a striker is like... Not that big a deal because you still have your target forward and yeah, the why tactics. Sabo? Generally yeah. speaking, remain the same. But yeah, I mean, I have some thoughts. Really, that though, was, I mean, Mansali was pushing up quite a bit even after we went down a man. Yeah. So which well, ultimately gonna, cost us a goal. That, that's what Mansali so, does. I so. think the really notable thing uh, about that was that Robbie Findlay actually kind of retreated into an almost midfield position in defense, not an attack, but but he got back really well. Uh, Put in a, a really good shift, I thought. I thought Finley was good. Yeah, I mean, he didn't have a goal, but I, I mean, he was exhausted. I mean, <laughs> he, he played what like sixty minutes, and he was going both back, sides, back and forth. He was going yeah. both ways. Yeah, I mean, he was playing. He was like a box to box striker. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Hey, I'll, I'm gonna write to to Miles at Sports Interactive, football yeah. manager guy. I'm gonna have Mad Box to Box striker. striker. I like it. Who would be a box to box striker? We'll talk Robbie about Finley. Yeah, only Robbie Finley. You can only apply to him. <laughs> but no, I mean, there were some 
not so good stuff. The red card was bad. Bad, bad. bad. And it was funny because I don't know if it's just RSL fans. I'm trying to still have friends after this show. But you're, you're doing the. With I'm not going to be politically correct. RSL fans like to play the victim. Like, yeah. oh, the ref. Oh, that. People legitimately thought that shouldn't have been a red card. Yeah. That is a red card 11 times out of 10. That tackle is a red card. Right in front of the referee, studs up in the leg. Yeah. See you later. He's lucky he didn't get more games from the disciplinary committee for that tackle. Yeah. If he didn't. He I'm didn't. assuming he didn't. Uh, yeah, he didn't. The, yeah, the, we would have heard by now for sure. The disciplinary committee actions came out this week, and the only action was on Fabio Fabian. Castillo yeah. got four games for Probably being a douche. It. No, he did. Two, game, two games for violent conduct, two games for uh, douchery. Bumping into the ref. Bringing the uh, game into disrepute. Bumped into the ref with both hands about three times. So, yeah. Was that the <laughs> yeah. guy that ran at the ref in the Portland game? Yeah. yeah oh, that, was, that was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that so, game was yeah, crazy. We, he only got four games, which is a little. I mean, whatever. On the short end, but whatever. Yeah. yeah, but really, Dallas are playing with like some high school kids at this point because everyone on their team's injured. So yeah, they probably did them a favor. I wonder what Jared that's Benitez like. Got injured. Guess who's not sad about that? Jason, you. <laughs> that, that makes it sound like Mauro Diaz. Mauro Diaz is back in training today, though. Yeah, which is great because not for us. But no, but great for the like league. He's play. a really good young player. Yeah. Yeah, he's the kind of player that we need playing but, in this league. Back to Chivas. Sorry. Dirty tackle, red card. If you still are thinking that was a red card, it's not fair to Luke, then you're retarded. It's part of my language. But <laughs> you're not really retarded. You just need to reevaluate yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I can agree with that. Um wow, that was heavy. That was a little strong strongly worded. That's right. We'll get some strongly worded I would expect and... that none of the listeners for this show would think that wasn't a red card. Wait, do we have listeners? At least... Hey, we're... we're Wes and Charles. That's Wes and Charles and uh, Todd. Todd. Francesco. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Megan's listened to a single episode. No. As much as she's like, oh yeah, I'll listen. Yeah, she... Uh, like a year from now when she's listening to this, it's going to be funny. Francesco. Grazie, Francesco. Grazie mille. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> Trevor, you're Italian. What's that mean? Uh, thanks. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Basically. Awesome. He's you're welcome. He, he is Italian. But what else about the Chiefs? That explains game? the bias. The goal. What a goal. Like what? Three generations removed from Italian. <laughs> yeah, didn't you know Brady's Italian? It's the old Sicilian name. Uh, no, actually. It actually used to be Bradelia, oh, but they just messed it up. Is he, descended, Island. is he descended from Liam Brady, who emigrated to Italy? From his post-Arsenal career? Nailed it. All right. To clarify, The Godfather's actually about uh, Trevor's grandpa. All all of that. It's an autobiography. All of this family history, not true. Just to be clear. There's a huge Italian-American community in Provo. I don't know if you you knew about that or not. Matt's in tears, actually, just so you guys know. You know, there is actually uh, historically a a big German community in Salt Lake. My family's not even from Provo. That's why <laughs> I was really surprised that the team wasn't named Eintracht Salt Lake. We went with Real instead. But... Borussia Salt Lake. Borussia Salt Lake. Let's get a nice ring to it. Salt Lake Germany FC. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's subtle. That's a that's an MLS <laughs> level name there. Bayern oh, Salt Lake. Bayern USA. Bayern USA. Bayern. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. So back to the game. Kubo Torres scored a really good goal. Yeah, really good doesn't really do it justice. He scored a fantastic goal. Yeah, yeah it was, that's 
Wow. Like, you saw that goal, goal and you're like, you don't need to really have a goal of the week contest because that's it. That's pretty yeah. much it. Yeah. It's a formality. That's a wrap. Now, how we, how we just let him get that ball See, is probably I have a, little... a thought on that. And I'm very interested to hear your thoughts because I also have a thought on it. I, think, I have thoughts, too. I think that but... that ball was played very poorly by the back line because everyone's like, oh, man, man, Solly was so far out of position. Of course he was out of position because that's Kenny Mansali or Abdullah Mansali. I mean, they ha- you have to know when you have a guy like that in the team that you cannot depend on him to be there because yeah. he's not going to be there. Especially yeah. when you're down a man and you're pushing guys And he's guys bombing up forward. Yeah, he was basically like, the fourth midfielder that we didn't have. Yeah. Mansali went forward a lot yeah. when he, every time he had a chance to. We so, almost played like a 3 5 1. Yeah. 3 4 1. 3 2 1. Okay. Three seven seven seven. Yeah, four six zero. I love the four six zero. Eight six seven. Five three zero nine. Anyway, sorry. Your point. <laughs> we didn't plan that. That was weird. Yeah. So we didn't plan Kubo, anything. To be great fair. goal. Not necessarily well defended, but still. No, no. Bad. Well, well defended or not. Uh, my problem is, I thought Schuler should have had that ball. Yeah. Here's the thing. I was talking to Matt about this before. We watched the highlights a little bit before we recorded, and it's. That's the kind of goal that you can't blame one person for. You can't blame just Mansala. You can't blame just Schuler. You where was Borchers? Borchers was marking somebody way off to the left. Oh, that winger was also kind of marking. But winger was on the right. Winger was on the left. Winger. Sorry, 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 sorry. I'm looking at it. Looking at the TV. Winger was on stage left. Yeah. Yeah. Winger was on the right. You're right. Winger was on the right. Borchers and Winger were both marking one guy. Nobody was pressuring the ball. Yeah, that's the big problem for no, me. Nobody was pressuring a, Lockett at all. Cross. He had uh, probably eight yards, honestly, between him and the nearest RSL player, and you can't let anybody do that. Let alone Kubo. I mean, no, no, I'm talking about Lockhead, the ball in. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, Lockhead yeah, had nobody around him. I'm listening, then, yeah, I swear. Kubo was wide open, which... And he's all right. Again, there's a couple things you can blame on that, but it wasn't one player. It was, it, it, all was of a, our it was a collective failure, failure, and a yeah. really great shot. It's like communism: you win together, you lose together. And it's a great idea. You go to prison together after you lose together. <laughs> but um, anyway, that's my thoughts on it. I yeah. just I, I hesitate to blame one player when just a great at goal. least four or five yeah. people. Atanella should have saved failed. it. No, you can't do anything. About oh no, that, no. the goalkeeper shares has no share of blame in that one. Yeah, he was just kind of like, "What ifs." Like, you can't even be mad as a keeper when you give that goal up. I mean, yeah. you can be mad, but it's not your fault. Yeah. Who else played really well for... Mauro Rosales is pretty good. Yeah. Regular minutes have not been unkind to him this year. And grass instead of turf has probably yeah, helped right? a lot, too. Yeah, turns out it's not... Uh, Remember, turf's not the problem. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Seattle <laughs> and Portland people. No, turf Turf isn't a, isn't a problem at all. Never mind everyone getting hurt every time they play on it, but that's a different conversation. Thanks, Atlanta. Do we want to talk about the U.S. Open Cup? I thought we already did. We no, we didn't. We didn't do a show last week. We played in the U.S. Open Cup and then we stopped playing in it. The end. Yeah. Oh yeah, we did the preview for it. I swear. Yeah, we, did, we, like, don't, a need, we don't. That game was a suck fest. That. I thought we did a recap as part of the U.S. team show. Nope, that was. No. Like, All right. Well, that's your recap. We haven't it done was a show a since crap. the Silverbacks match, have we? Nope. No. Way. Anyways, it was it was, it was not good. It was a piece of crap. We, Don't watch the highlights. But we, I on. mean, the, you're dealing with injuries. 
on top of the guys you're playing have been playing MLS minutes too. That was a like a patchwork team, as much of a patchwork team as we've had this season. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It was not an ideal eleven that we threw out there. Yeah. Should so, we move on? And plus, it seems like that talent gap's closing. With the yeah, maybe. Oh, it is for sure. But anything else about Chivas? Nope. I can't wait till we beat them someday. 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 Every other time we play them, <laughs> pretty much every I other I time. I mean, like for the last four years, from the last time we lost to them, I, I can't wait to beat them again. Yeah, okay. Let's move on. Okay. Let's talk about the revolution. Got a game this week. We don't even need to take a break. Let's just keep going. Yeah. Uh, so we actually talked to Chris Camrani of the Solid Tribune. Yeah. Uh, so we'll toss it out to that interview, and then we'll come back. We'll be back. Thank you. Talk to you soon. All right, we're here with Chris Camrani, beat writer for the Salt Lake Tribune, Real Salt Lake expert aficionado guy. Uh, enthusiast. Enthusiast, writing NBA guy. NBA free agency expert. And overall reporter. Uh, Do you have any other titles, Chris? Uh, underwhelming. <laughs> I think that's a descriptor, but uh, we'll go with it. <laughs> Uh, so if you don't follow Chris on Twitter, it, he's great. Uh, as much as he'll probably tell you otherwise, he's not underwhelming on Twitter, and neither, but, neither is he overwhelming. So yeah, he's, it's not so bad. He's well perpetually known. average, is what he's I go after. He's a stone after, in the really. stream. He just <laughs> lets the world go by. All right, so uh, clearly you've been around the team a little bit in the last three weeks. Uh, when things have not been so hot. Uh, we will note that Jason and I went to Seattle for that loss, and we haven't won a game since. So Clearly it's yeah. a point. If you could communicate well, I was, to the I, team. I was parties. there, too. I was there, too. You guys can blame me. Well, but you okay. were at other games, too, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But yeah, I guess, I guess you guys are, are the, main, uh, the main place of blame. Yeah, well, it's only logical. So, we have one big question. Um, do you think Ned will play tomorrow? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. You know, he was telling me and other reporters that his hip flexor injury is really kind of tricky, and I didn't really know what that meant, so I asked him to kind of elaborate, and he said that the doctors really don't know how it would, would hold up if he tries to play on it for an extended period of time. Um, but he said he, I mean, he went through training, went through full training this week and felt good. But uh, anytime you have a, a player say that, I don't know if if they're ready. And, you know, while he said he wants to be out there and would like to play, you know, they might have to be a little smart about this one and not have it linger that maybe the way, you know, Louis, Louis Gill's leg injury, you know, lingered for a really long time. So I would say, I'd say probably 60-40 that he plays. Um, I might, I mean, considering he went through full training every day this week, um, you know, that's a good sign. But also considering what the rash of injuries they've had and really how much they need guys right now. I mean, if, you know, Luke Mulholland's out of the game and you have no Ned Grappavoy, suddenly I think your formation might have to change unless you're comfortable playing, um, you know, a John Sturzer out wide, which, you know, they could conceivably. But, um, yeah, that's a long-winded answer. You think Velasquez could possibly play out wide, or is he not ready to start yet? Um, he he actually got a pretty nasty tackle at Chivas USA and in the locker room 
afterwards down in LA I saw him and he was barely walking on it. I think it was his left foot and it was wrapped pretty heavily and you know he wasn't in training a couple days this week at least when I was there so I would I wouldn't be surprised if Velasquez is out for this game with uh, with an ankle ankle injury. That's that's unfortunate. Yeah, that's less breaking than news. That's not breaking news. Well, I, I mean, they, 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 haven't, they haven't ruled anyone out outside of Rich Balson. So, um, you know, Sebastian could could be better. I don't know. Um, but any time, you know, you're, you're gingerly walking on a foot and, you know, Kassar didn't say he was at training um, on Wednesday, then I don't know. Um, considering, like I said earlier, considering they've had just insane amount of injuries, I don't know if it's worth rushing guys back if they're if they're not available. But there is kind of that interesting um, concept of hey, we need to start winning. So either the the, guy, the younger guys, the unproven guys, need to step up, or RSL has to figure something else out. Yeah, and I, th- I don't think we can disagree with that. They need to risk everything. Yeah, we're like a Nike advertisement. Uh, so, so if you put money on it, would you see Sturzer and Gill on both sides of the diamond? I think so. I think so. I mean, if, if Ned doesn't play, but um, if Ned and Sebastian are out, I think that's. I think that's the look. That's... I think that's the look that you. I think. You know, it, I think that Jordan Allen injury, that season-ending injury, really hampered this team because he was so versatile. You know, on all three parts of the field. You know, he could have came came in as a fullback substitution late in games, can play on the outside of the diamond, even could have come in as a sub up top. Um, so I think it's kind of a, an unfortunate injury for, obviously, for himself, but also for RSL, considering they wanted him to really get some minutes in, in the season. And to not have him right now, I think, is uh, is hampering the team a little bit as well. Is there any other, Are there any other big injuries besides Balshin and Grabovoy and Velasquez? Um, well, Sabo. Said, yeah, well, Sabo. Kassar said that Finley and um, Morales were dealing with small nicks. The only person that he ruled out was Balchin, who's still dealing with a, with a nagging groin injury. Seems like he's been dealing with it all year. Um, but I, I would expect I would expect Javier to play as, as well as Finley. I mean, but if, but I mean, forward is a spot where, fortunately for RSL, while you don't have Sabo. They do still have Plata, Garcia, Sandoval, and Finley. So, granted, a lot of those guys haven't been scoring goals, but you have you have depth right there right now, and that's a positive for the team. What's the mood been like around the team since uh, the last couple of weeks? Like Matt said, haven't exactly been ideal. Um, you know, the, the, the mood in the locker room at Chivas was pretty was pretty quiet. It was the most quiet I've seen. You know, that as well as Seattle, those were the two really more somber uh, locker rooms that I've seen. But, you know, as everyone was really waxing poetic on that 12-game unbeaten streak, you saw that, I mean, the way this, the way the season can go, how long it is, it can, it can fall the other way really quickly. So I, I think they might want to wash their hands of the last six weeks, and you can't really blame them. I mean, you're without three of your best players, arguably your three best players, and then a bunch of really, really good players dealing with variable injuries. So um, while, the, while the loss is sting, while the missed opportunities sting, um, I think this is the point where RFL needs to make a charge. And whether Ramondo and Beckerman are in the starting lineup or if they aren't, 
you have to look at Ford the next five at Rio Tinto. You know, Seattle's almost running away with it here, and that's that's an interesting thing as well. I mean, they're suddenly 10 points clear of everyone else, and granted, last year they faltered down the stretch uh, massively, but I think now is the time where if you're RSL, you have to start uh, accumulating points again. Yeah. You mentioned uh, Beckerman and Romando. Um, I don't really think anybody expects them to play, but um, are they are they like even in town yet, or are we still waiting for them? I believe I believe they were in the air today. Whether they were over Brazil or Texas or New Mexico, I don't know where exactly, but I believe they returned today. I think um, and in talking to Jeff. You know, he said that he'd have to talk with them, sit down one-on-one and see where they're at. You know, he said, maybe, maybe, maybe if Kyle said I'm good to go, maybe if they're really dealing with injuries, maybe put Kyle on the bench. Maybe if they need him in the last 15 to 20 minutes, maybe, but I just don't see it. I don't really see the point of risking it at this point. And while everyone will say that Ramondo didn't really do anything, you know, Kassar was saying when you're a third-string goalkeeper, on a team like that, you're pretty much putting in overtime and guys are taking rips at you and you're going through corner kicks and kind of getting beat up a little bit. So I would imagine that they'd like to take this last game to give those two guys a break. And probably, I mean, I don't I don't really foresee them being able to sit out the L.A. game. Unless, unless one of them is carrying an injury that I don't know about or we don't know about, I think that L.A. game will be a massive start for getting this, this group back together. I think we like the sound of that. I think if anyone knew about their injuries, it would be you, Chris. <laughs> no, it would be like all those really, you know, in-depth, well-sourced national team beat writers. Then I would see what they said, and then I'd say, you know, per so-and-so. No, you just say sources. You don't, you don't credit. You just say my sources. That's true. Like the guys who, point. when the news breaks on Twitter, and like three hours later, they're like, per sources, and they tell the news that <laughs> yeah. everyone already knows. That's how you do it. Do you mean the MLS transfers uh, account? Yes. I'm not trying to tell you how to do your job, Chris. I'm just telling you. <laughs> no, no, I appreciate it. You guys you guys are more qualified to do what I do than I am, so. I can send you some notes, Al. We'll talk later. Hey, I wanted to ask you, Um, we were mostly wanting to talk about RSL, but what did you think of uh, Beckerman not playing in the U.S.-Belgium match, just personally? Well, um, I think it's a bummer for Kyle, and I don't, and I, and I see where maybe Jurgen had the idea of putting in a Jeff Cameron. We, they throw out these phrases of more athletic, more physical, or more you know taller to, to to deal with tall Belgians on set pieces or whatever. Maybe if people think Jeff Cameron's a more offensive-minded defensive midfielder, I don't know. I think it's kind of a wash. I think it's a bummer for Kyle, and I think that really kind of threw things off a little bit, and not not to the detriment of Cameron, who I thought played a pretty decent game, all things considered. I think it's kind of unfair to put him in that position, considering he'd been at another position for for two games, and for him to suddenly be thrust into that situation in a knockout stage game, that's a, that's a pretty tough task to handle, I think. But for Kyle, I think they missed, uh, more than anything, I think they missed the stability, and we use these these kind of catchy phrases like stability. But you know, Cameron did well in defending, but we didn't see when the U.S. was able to break down a Belgium attack. 
Kyle is usually the guy who sits on it for a few seconds and finds someone. The U.S. didn't do that. And granted, they didn't have a great counter-attacking type team out there. I mean, when your fastest guy is Demarcus Beasley, who's like 98, or I guess DeAndre Yedlin, who's like 18 or whatever, 20. 12, I it, think. It, it doesn't, Isn't it Demarcus Beasley actually his dad? That's what I heard. I don't know if that's true or not. but. So I, I think it was a surprise. It definitely was a surprise. I don't know if Kyle starting changes the outcome of that game, though. I just think, you know, you have no Josie Altidore. You know how, you really have no true backup for him. I think that's what hampered this team in the end. Yeah. I, I think we all agree with that. And, <laughs> Generally speaking. Yeah. And it's kind of depressing, I guess, to know that Kyle was there, but maybe it wouldn't have even mattered. I think I think like That's he could have so paced crazy. the game a lot, like Chris was saying that yeah. he kind of he's the one that gets the ball and just calms everything so down. And there was no calm in that game, no at all. Ross. Which it made for a really entertaining match. I don't know and if it was yeah, fine. Sort of yeah. it, it was it was fun. I mean, it was it was maybe not fun. It was not fun for Tim Howard, but or Chris Wondolowski. Yeah, I mean, but you also look at the Belgian coach. You know, holding on to a guy like Lukaku for 90 minutes and then just throwing him and him just tearing everyone to shreds. I mean, if you want to talk about where the U.S. has to go, if Jurgen Klinsmann has a Romelu Lukaku in his back pocket after 90 minutes and you're going to extra time, I mean, I think we might be having a different story. I think we might be talking about the U.S. playing Argentina, but... You know, we don't have that yet, and it's it's all the what it's, a lot of the talk lately is what we have and what we don't have. But um, yeah, I think really, if, if I want to talk about a game changer, I think you have to look at what what the Belgian coach was able to do. I mean, that's a brilliant, it's a brilliant move because he was really underwhelming in the group stage, and to keep him in his back pocket and then to really unleash him against the U.S. Who was, who was they were dead at that point. I mean, they were so tired. You're defending for literally almost 90 straight minutes and then to have a guy like that just go at you it was a it was a brilliant move yeah paid off you know i think we have that player we just left him in salt lake city and his name is ned that's a that's a lie i'll even say that's oh that's that's not true ned is not a we left him in uh, washington dc his name's eddie johnson hey i think i i honestly think the u.s missed eddie johnson in this tournament i think i think Everyone's talking about Landon Donovan. If you're if you're talking about a guy who really could have made a difference in this tournament, I think it's Eddie Johnson, a guy who's played next to Clint Dempsey, a guy who's known Clint Dempsey for a long time. They know the ins and outs of one each of, of one another. Eddie Johnson scored huge goals. I mean, he scored in World Cup qualifying games. I mean, outside of the World Cup, it doesn't get bigger than that internationally. So I think I, I agree with you. I think Eddie Johnson was a, was a massive massive miss for this team because clearly. Wondolowski and Johansson, they weren't either Jurgen didn't trust him or or I don't know. I think but I do think Johnson's omission was, was huge for that team with Josie Altador out. Yeah, he seems like the only guy in the, the forward pool who kinda compares favorably to Josie athletically and in terms of the way they play. Maybe uh-huh. Terrence Boyd too, but we haven't seen enough of Boyd consistently to know that. Yeah. Ed, Eddie's problem is just his personality. I mean as far as we know, that's his problem. So. <laughs> it seems pretty obvious. Okay, what did you think of Julian Green? Does that give you like any reason to be excited for the future? 
Oh. Um, I, I, I'm of the opinion that I think Julian Green bailed Jurgen Klinsmann out. And granted, a lot of people were slamming Jurgen after the game for his tactics and his approach to that game. I think if Julian Green doesn't score that goal, I think a lot of people get on Jurgen Klinsmann more than they already have. And to, to save a guy like Julian Green for that long, when basically you're almost dead in the water, I just don't understand it. Like, I understand that, you know, you want to cap time, and you did. So he's, he's tied to the U.S. But, I mean, if you're looking at the, the Germany game, you're down 1-0 in the 80th minute, 85th minute. Why not put him in then? Um, so, or, or in that game against Belgium, put him in in the 90th. Put him in in the 85th. I mean, Chris Wondolowski, he's going to see that miss for the rest of his life. But after that miss, he was a ghost. No one, he, I mean, I, I honestly forgot he was on the field. He wasn't doing anything. Granted, there wasn't much to be done. There weren't great balls being served in or anything like that. But if you, if you see what Julian Green was able to do in 15 minutes, granted it was against a really tired defense, I think you got to be excited. But you also got to see how he, how he plays, how he starts. Let's not let's not overreact to 15 minutes against a good team, but a, but an exhausted team. Yeah. And any any time you know you're 19 years old, you're really good, and you come on against a pretty dogged team, you're going to be able to probably do things that maybe you not be you're, you're not able to do in in regulation. So yeah, that's a great step, and I think a lot of people are maybe looking at that performance and DeAndre Yedlin's performance and saying the future is bright. There's a, there's a long way to go, though, in my opinion. Agreed. Yeah, I was I was talking with some friends, and I agree with you about Green kind of bailing Jurgen out because when Jurgen subbed Green in, I actually texted a friend and I said, "Well, that's Jurgen waving the white flag." I just <laughs> thought he was getting him in there to cap time and get the experience, and then he scored the goal, and everything changed. Yeah, he was he was great. I mean, he was going at guys. We don't have that. I mean, I think in that game, especially if you get to zero zero with Tim Howard having a legendary game, you know, I mean, the way that game was going, everyone knew goals were going to be scored in extra time. Yeah. So I don't understand. After the first goal, I mean, after De, uh, Kevin DeBrun or however you, you announce his, his name, after he scores three minutes in, Julian Green's got to be in there, man. He's got to be in there a couple minutes after. Because, I mean, you saw what Lukaku was able to do against Beasler and Gonzalez just three, three to five minutes in. And, it, I mean, I wasn't surprised that Belgium scored again. I'm surprised they didn't score more, to be honest with you. So I think if you're looking for for some, for some a spark, I was thinking maybe Aaron Johansson, but Julian Green came on and got the job done. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so we touched on it a little bit. Uh, so Jermaine Jones looks pretty set to come to MLS. Do you have any thoughts as to where he'd go? Um, I don't know. This gets tricky. You guys know this. I mean, look at the whole Clint Dempsey thing. I think MLS will probably have uh, some dealings in, in where Jermaine might land. Um, I think you. I mean, he looks. He seems like a big market dude. And I know you guys hate to, to hear stuff like that, but New York, New York FC, uh, Red Bulls, maybe. Uh, I don't know about the Galaxy. Maybe. I mean. I don't know how much money they have left to spend, but can you imagine Jermaine Jones with Michael Bradley in Toronto? So, um, I just don't... 
I think the uh, the pipe dream of having Jermaine Jones on the outside of the diamond for RSL fans, I just think it's not realistic at this Don't point. Don't kill our dreams, Chris. Sorry, man. <laughs> I think, uh, actually, a lot of talk has been online, and it, it makes sense and it sounds like a very MLS move, is that he could go to Chivas when they rebrand. Because he, he oh, owns yeah. a house sure. in L.A. He's he's a huge L.A. guy in the off season. And it would be a real, you know, attention getter for the new team with the new brand to have a, a name guy like that to throw out there. Yeah, LAFC or whatever they're going to call themselves next year. I think, I think Los that's Angeles. a definite. I think that's a definite, definite uh, possibility. I, I'm interested to see if a lot of those guys come over. Um, you know, I, I wonder if a mixed disc route isn't better served playing in the MLS than um, Norway or wherever he's playing, right? So players like that, maybe we might see moving over, or if they continue to do well, maybe play somewhere else. But I'm still surprised Mixed Discaru doesn't play a minute in that World Cup. I mean, if you're looking for a guy to maybe settle things or or get offense going, he's a guy that was supposed to be on the roster. He's wearing the number 10. Right. Dude's wearing number 10. He doesn't even step on the field. Especially with how people so. perceive Bradley playing so poorly. I don't think he played that poorly, but... The perception was... I don't, no, I don't either. And and I think Landon Donovan was spot on in saying he was played out of position because yep. he was. Yep. Michael Bradley is not an attacking midfielder. He's a great midfielder who can go box to box. He's supposed to do things on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball. But to, to, to leave it all up to him, for him to pull the strings and with basically just Clint Dempsey in front of him, that just, that, that just isn't set to work because... Dempsey's not a burner. Like he's not going to speed pass guys or make these really dynamic runs, especially when he's up there by himself, gassed after ninety minutes after the last or the the three games in group stage. Well, and what's funny is everyone kind of overlooked it. Is as soon as Green came on, the formation shifted and Bradley, you know, fell back into that defensive Stop pocket, down. and he just boom, right. lobs it over right for Green, just like he's done a hundred times before. Yeah, and he was and he was on the ball way more than he was in his position that he was playing. I mean, you saw. I mean, he played great in those thirty minutes. He was on the ball so much. He was getting it forward, and then you saw Dempsey. Coincidentally, like you were saying, when Bradley dropped back, Dempsey did as well. So I don't know. In hindsight, it's all we can watch the tape. We can do all that stuff, but I think, uh, as you guys know, there's USA soccer is is there, but I think. The group stage to the knockout round is just, um, I don't want to say night and day, but it's a different beast. It's a totally different beast, and I think we've learned that the last couple of years. And even going back to 2002, I think you lucked out in playing Mexico a little bit, a team you're really familiar with. So we've never reached the knockout round and, and beaten a Belgium or a Germany. So. Yeah, it was, it was progress. I mean, it feels yeah. disappointing, but it was progress. So it was something. Four more years. Four more years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess whether we want it or not, he's uh, well, we have he's Copa, firmly ensconced the gold cup and Copa America, yeah, and the, the Olympics cup. if we qualify for them. <laughs> okay, so let's wrap things up with your prediction for Real Salt Lake this weekend, and we'll share. You guys know I don't do predictions. You guys know I don't do predictions. Just doesn't do predictions. He's like, I can't give I can't give people ammo to to tweet at me and say. <laughs> you hate you hate me and my family for picking against Real Salt Lake. No, I I don't know. New England's New England's good. They've been they've playing pretty poorly lately, but yeah. 
Yeah, they've lost three in a row. They've been outscored seven to one in their last three games. Still a lot of firepower on that team, though. I mean, if you're talking about a guy like Lee Nguyen or um, Diego Fagundes, these are guys who are good on the ball and who are fast and talented. And RSL's going to need to play well defensively, which I think they have the last few weeks. I think ever since ever since that Seattle game, I think you kind of wash your hands of Portland um, with going down a man and. I know Adi was was a, was a beast that game, but I think the defense has found itself a little bit compared to the the early onset of the season. I think right now it's you got to find goals, man. I mean, if Olmes Garcia, Robbie Finley, and Devin Sandoval have yet to tally a goal, a league goal, sixteen games into the season, you got you got to get you got to get one of those guys on track That's because Sabo's not going to be back till September, October. And Plata is good, but Plata was good because a lot of the attention went to Sabo. So Plata got to take advantage of some of the weaker defenders on other teams. Maybe we should be going for Aaron Johansson instead of Jermaine Jones if we need goals. <laughs> Let's shift the rumors. Yeah, well, Let's get the rumors shifted. You guys, should, uh, you guys should send Garth an email and say, I'm going to give you all the money I have so when we can pay for that $10 million transfer fee for Aaron Johansson. Just like, yeah, sure, I'll take all the money. Yeah, could you just tell us his email address real quick? We won't tell anybody. <laughs> it's, it's probably oh, it's online. Oh, it's online? It's probably Yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, thanks for joining us, Chris. Always appreciate Absolutely. your time. Absolutely. Any, well, anytime, guys. We'll have to have you back for when we do our 2018 World Cup roster prediction show. That's coming up soon. So. <laughs> Absolutely. I will have all the insight. We need you to bring Ned, though, because you seem to have the in with him. So we need a panelist. I'll yeah, I'll bring Ned. You guys, you guys would love having Ned on the show. We know we awesome. would. He gives such good interviews. He's so well-spoken. <laughs> We're not kidding. We would love it. We'd have some... Uh, contact, contact Jane Sexton at RSL. She might be able to hook you guys up. Will do. We'll do it. If this happens, you're the okay. man. You can be the fourth host. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm I'm good being uh, average at best. All right. Well, thank you, Chris. Uh, remember, you can yeah, catch well, Chris at uh, on the Solid Caribbean and at Chris Camrani, K A M R A N I. Sorry, I ran. Didn't do better too. By the way, not to rub that in. Oh, he hung up. <laughs> That was a really good interview. Yeah. Chris is a good guy. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. You should really follow him on Twitter. We're not just saying that. Yeah, I we probably mean, all do already. He, he basically is my, my how I say, keyed in to what's happening with the team. Yeah. Which is crazy. He broke the Velasquez news. Yeah. I hadn't heard that. Had you? Yeah. That he's injured? Yeah. Yeah. Shut up. But I think I heard it from him. Oh, just so, now? Just now? No, not really. Oh. Um, that sucks, too, by the way. Let's talk about New England. Yeah. That sucks that Velasquez is hurt. Yeah. And Ned. But I think yeah. Ned will play. I have a sneaky gut feeling Ned will play. You know, for a time... And that's not just being like a Ned fanboy. So where is your hip flexor? I don't know. Your hip flexor is... Tell us in Italian. In this area? That narrowed it down. It's a muscle. Um, oh. oh. And it, it's, it's near your hip? It's a muscle that lets your legs move. It lets your hip, oh. lets your hip flex? Well, you don't really need Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
I yeah, you don't need legs to play soccer. Yeah. Right. Just true ask. story. I knew what a hip flexor was exactly like two weeks ago. Wow. And you then forgot you in two yeah. weeks. That's <laughs> impressive. I work uh, with a guy who's studying sports medicine. Oh. And he's like, you should stretch your hip flexor before you go play soccer. And he showed me how to stretch it. Oh. And I don't stretch. Did he stretch it for soccer, you? So whatever. <laughs> did, he, did he stretch it for you? No, he didn't stretch it for me. Okay. Just checking. That got, <laughs> got kind of weird. Um, anyways, let's talk about the New England Revolution. The team, not the historical n- event. Historical event. Yeah. I, New England Revolution, one of the worst names in the league. Like, it's pretty bad. Like You know what else is bad? Chicago Fire. Well, that one's awesome because... I like, like that one. That one's awesome because it's like this huge historical event that killed a bunch of people. Let's name a sports team after it. That's like That's the San Jose Earthquakes. Yeah. I mean, it's exactly I, what the revolution is. Yeah, though, isn't but it? the revolution is yeah. like a—it's a historical the revolution event that killed thousands of people. The revolution isn't something that people are like, "Man, that was bad." You know what I yeah, mean? They, no. they the fire. It. Nobody's like, "Oh yeah, it's Chicago Fire Day," and everyone takes off work in the city to go know, burn commemorate the fire, <laughs> immolate themselves. Yeah, it's just a weird name. It's a very—I mean, you've got San Jose earthquakes. Like, why not call themselves the San Jose Loma Prieta earthquake of 1989? That'd be cool. Is it, I think they're after the 1906 earthquake, though. Yeah, probably. Yeah. 1906. Which back. wasn't even in San Jose. I mean, it's close, though. It's, I think yeah, it counts. You'd, you'd feel it. <laughs> but, yeah, Revolution. Oh, no. worst name, though. Columbus. Columbus. Gotta yeah, be Columbus. We're talking about bad names. Bad uh, name, bad press. Columbus Great for... color scheme. Love the color scheme. Honestly, but... Ray also like, probably should be in there, too. No, I should. There's a lot of people that, that would love to defend Ray Salt Lake. I've given up. I think on it. it's, it's it's funny kind of because it was a really dumb dumb name to begin with, but it kind of like makes you stand out. You know what I yeah, mean? No, as, it, as a brand and yeah, like it, as a club, it's grown into its own. It's not just, just some people. People don't hear it and go, "Ho ho ho, that's dumb." People still like if I told somebody who's getting an MLS, there's a team called the Columbus Crew, they would laugh. Yeah, it's not the worst name in the league, but I've given up defending it. It's kind of silly. You, most of the names are dumb. Now that yeah, I'm just sitting that, thinking that, about the, it. the Los Angeles does. Galaxy. Well, the Red Bulls thing's a sponsorship thing. Oh, I know, but it's still a dumb. Well, name. ownership, not a sponsorship. What's the best name in the league? Hmm. Uh, I would have to go with the Union. That's, that's because it's more clever than people will give it credit yeah, for. Yeah, no, I, I can agree with that. Seattle Sounders. No, I think that's a <laughs> boring name. That's an MLS. You didn't level say it name. right. You have to say Seattle. <laughs> And then someone else says, Sounders. Yeah, I'm not saying that. Yeah. You can't just say Seattle Sounders. Sorry. Um, sorry. Sounders FC. Yeah, what? Do we have any good names? I like the Union. The Union's good. It's, it's not just... Uh... DC United? Yeah, okay. Well, DC, DC United, United I can I FC can Dallas is not bad. We only have yeah. one United. Thank God. Well, here's the thing. FC Dallas is not bad, but it's FC not good. is... A point of contention for a lot of people. Football club, yeah. Day Dallas, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's we need that's a my Deportivo. I'm still saying Miami should be. How about Deportivo, Deportivo, Deportivo Los Angeles? Mm, I think I think hmm, they could go with racing, like racing Los Angeles. That's yeah. like South American feel. I actually like that a lot too. I think my favorite name, like in U.S. soccer, not just MLS, but I think my favorite name is the Tampa Bay Rowdies. No. Oh. No, it's the Indy Eleven. Yeah. The more yeah. I the more I think about it, I think that's definitely my favorite team name. It's good. I'm okay with it. That's a good one. Tampa Bay Rowdies, solid number two. The yeah. Fort Lauderdale Strikers. 
Yeah, if that's okay gonna be your name, like there that. should just be a rule that you can only play strikers. <laughs> like, listen, you pick this dumb name. This is the re- this These is the are repercussions the of yeah. your actions. Can you play a meta position? No. Oh, no, you just zero zero nine. zero 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 eleven. Yeah, you're not gonna no make keeper. any concessions. No not keeper. like a one one eight or no. You don't no. even get a goalkeeper. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Good eleven strikers. You should be able to hold the ball, score lots of goals. We should only be able to play. What's holding People up the ball? From Sorry, I've been watching a lot of the U.S. national team lately. I don't remember what holding up the ball is. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, you know. Oh. Yeah. Shots fired. Anyways, Anyways New back Revolution. to the revolution. For we got the a little off time, track I think. What are I'm we still trying to think about a good name. I agree with Chris. Uh, they're a good team. They've been yeah. playing pretty, They're a good team that's been playing terrible. Pretty duty. But they're so bipolar because they were playing really bad... Before they played Seattle, and then they smoked Seattle, and nobody's played Seattle like that. You know who else has been pretty bipolar? Us. Us. But not really. We've just been bad the last three weeks. Well, we were bipolar before. Before, too. yeah. But now we're just bad. Yeah. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna turn around. Oh, it better. You know what's funny is I was listening to the last show today, the Atlanta preview show, and I said on that show. I wouldn't be surprised if we lost to Atlanta. I didn't actually think we would lose to Atlanta. <laughs> it's your fault. I know. I'm like, I could totally see us losing this game. And then we did. Yep. Yeah. Crap. Everything. Predictions? Um, let's, what even, should we talk about the revolution? We, we still haven't even talked about the Fagundes. game. They have we some really good about players. Chris. Fagundes. Yeah. No, we asked Chris's opinion. Who else do yeah. they have? I said Fagundes already. Fagundes, Kellen Rowe. Oh, yeah. Um, that striker from Maryland that they just Lee drafted Gwen. this year. Lee Gwynn. Uh, Newman. Yeah. Newman. They, they fell, like, way down. Newman. Yeah. So, what their, we're going to talk about this later, but what is Philadelphia doing with that keeper they drafted, who they're not playing at all? What Andre is Philadelphia Blake? doing in general? Generally speaking. Yeah, Andre yeah. Blake. They drafted him. Never plays. Well, to be fair, he did play... Um, I think he played with Jamaica a couple times, and he played with the reserve team or something. Yeah, but you, played you use the, a first-round draft pick. I mean, draft picks are no, stupid no, my, anyways. Yeah, but. my point is, the games that he's been playing, he's been not that impressive. Lately. Hmm. And But he's like yeah, the Jamaican he, national team keeper, isn't he? Kind of. Kind of oh, he's becoming it just because Ricketts is 48 years old. <laughs> you hate Ricketts so much. I do. And he's a really good keeper. He's, he's half decent. I, I think he's underwhelming. He that's makes easy saves look hard. He make that's very true. <laughs> he does make the most out of some easy saves, but he doesn't miss easy saves. If that makes sense. No, but he, the big knock on his game. That dude cannot hold a ball for anything. Yeah, that's oh. he, if he, he plays in a better a league with better strikers. Yeah, he'd be or, slaughtered. Which is yeah. probably why he doesn't play in a league with better strikers. Yeah, that's why he doesn't Maybe play. He just that's why he doesn't play in the Jamaican, the Red Stripe Premier League in Jamaica. <laughs> I might have just made that up. I don't know if it's actually called that. I it would be sure awesome. It would be awesome if it was. But hundred uh, percent. Sure. We should call Lavelle Palmer and ask him right now. You know, I bet he'd actually take a call and he'd. Let's get Lavelle Palmer on a call one of these days. That'd be awesome. Let's do it. When do All we right. play Chicago? We would have to. Oh, we would no, have to come up. Did. We would have to come up with like a beat button for the show if we had Palmer on. <laughs> You know, we could do it uh, for the All-Star game. That That's coming up soon, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Lavelle Wait, Palmer should be ish. an All-Star. I miss Lavelle. I miss Lavelle, yeah. too. He's a good guy. Yeah. Um. So. Predictions? Are we predictions. done with Revolution? Do we just, I don't know do what else. Do we just do name, like, five of their defend- players? And the Portuguese do guy? 
Jose Gonzalez? Yeah. I thought he got injured, but I haven't paid attention I haven't to that at all. I have, obviously, I haven't watched him a lot. I don't even know who plays for him. Uh, yeah. They've got... They've got Gonsalves, who's really good. They've got Andrew Farrell, who's a really young, up and coming. These things. Research. Yeah, what is research? research All these research. Eastern Conference teams, I'm just like, yeah, they're a team. Yeah, true. I don't know. Is the Eastern Conference even a thing anymore? I think so. I well, don't think they've disbanded yet. Isn't it like the NASL speaking, at this point? Historically speaking, we've been pretty good against New England on the 4th of July. That's happened like twice. Now, that's right? happened once. I think it's it? like three times in a row now. But was Alan Chapman the referee yeah. for those matches? No. Actually, as soon as that came out, I was like, "Well, we have a built-in excuse for losing this weekend." Do we really need one at this point? No. <laughs> We're so pessimistic. No. Yeah, what, happened, what happened to us, guys? I don't know. Okay, predictions. I think that we um, go back to the beating New England. We Revolution go back to our drawing ways and beat them like six 0 Wow! Really? <laughs> yeah. Why not? No, I'm kidding. I don't. I think it's probably. <laughs> Like two one or something like that hmm. for us, good well, guys. Two one, the good guys. Oh, who who plays? Should we who talk scores? about that too? Who I, scores? Who? No, who plays? No, I'm not going to talk about who plays. All right, Jason, talk about who plays. Um, I think you'll oh. see Family Plata up top. Oh, Javi will start. Yeah, I'm being serious. Um, <laughs> I'm very. This is my serious face. Uh, Your face isn't very serious. <laughs> Thank you. You gotta speak up know. a little. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I think um, so. Um, let's see. Finley Plata, Javi, Gil. Gil has to play. Yeah. Uh, the we have like two midfielders. Grab voice, Sturzer, 60-40 maybe. Yeah. Here's an idea, actually. What if they play Kenny Mansali in midfield? That see, sounds I terrifying. Gonna, I was gonna ask uh, Chris about that. I was gonna ask if maybe they put, put Gil Mansali on the right, the Mansali on the left side. We'd have, yeah, like, we'd have... Nothing in the channels. What are you talking about? We'd have the flanks okay, uh, but in the in the center of the field, yeah, I yeah. Know what you're, I, know what you're I mean, that's not the sort of player we've ever played in that spot successfully. The closest was Arturo Alvarez. You said successfully, so that disqualifies. Well, him. yeah, and he was yeah. not successful in the slightest. I mean, he we can't play a wide player there. It just hasn't worked. Johnny Steele is another good example. You could make an argument that Mansali's not a wide player. But you would be dumb to try to do so. <laughs> yeah. No, um, that was a poor positionally joke. Oh. Sorry. Um, yeah, that's not going to happen. It'll it, was, be, it was bad. It'll be yeah. Gill and... Gill and... I think you're right. Sturcher, Grabovoy. Yeah, 60-40. Oh, the back line will be Schuler, Borchers, Beltran, Winger. Yeah, Beltran's back, so... Yay. I really... I would really love it if Romano started. Just because it would be, like, an awesome... It'd be a story. Fourth of July, come back from the World America Cup. Presence. Go straight back in. Do we get America presents? What? Is that a thing yet? Is that like what a gift? Yeah. About? You get a gift on for the fourth of July. Like a Christmas gift, except on the fourth of July. You get a yeah. you get a rifle. <laughs> <laughs> you get a, no, I don't I don't think that happens. How about a, a semi automatic like shotgun? They have those and they're fun. Uh, I know they have them. I played with one on a video game once. Yes. They're just handing out semi-automatic shotguns. <laughs> Happy Fourth of July, America! This is so we can stop. The... Head on down to Walmart for your complimentary semi-automatic <laughs> shotgun. This Fourth of July, ammo's oh, buy one get one. Go crazy! Yeah, let's. Uh... Stop texting. I can't. I actually was just holding my phone. I wasn't even like sending um, a text. Yeah. 
my prediction of RSL uh, four to one RSL win. That's that's a genuine prediction too. It's time to get this shit figured out. Who scores? Does any can? Ooh, that, that's cheers. like the big question. At this point, <laughs> yeah. Do we, just, do we give a goal on a set goal? Let's say let's say Robbie Finley scores two goals. Okay. Uh, Jal Plata scores a goal. Okay. Luis Gill scores a goal. Okay. Finley gets one on a corner. Ooh. Uh, that's unusual. Finley's It'll better be in the air corner, than right? he gets credit for. No, I agree. Yeah. I could see a short corner, whip it into the box, Robbie gets ahead on it. And the we post-game had a great show short will still corner. talk about how poor he is and how he tore us apart formationally after the game. Anyways. <sighs> your prediction? 3-0? 3-0. Uh, every goal coming from a set piece. Ooh. So, three penalties. No, no, no. Like, uh, <laughs> Chris Schuler probably will score all three of them, actually. Probably oh, going, sure. <laughs> going back post, like against L.A.? Or, front, or near post, or you know, front post. center of the box, uh, John Anthony Brooks style, or, you know. I hope, he, I hope he impersonates the Brooks celebration. Just falls over. I don't know why I did it, like people could see me. But. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably good they can't see. see. Jason just remade the John Brooks Wave everybody away. <laughs> just did it again. Yeah. The second part. Um, and the third part is he needs to lie face down. That, um... I think they call that planking. Is that still a thing? Nope. That, um... Oh. That was decidedly that, 2010. That yeah. shooter goal against the Galaxy in the playoffs last year? Primo. I'd like another one of those. I'd be okay with it. And then... So... What else? Anything else for New England? Uh, no. That does it. it. Yeah, I don't think I have any disagreements about who starts, so... Uh, although we could, I think, see uh, if we have to, a shift in formation. And I think this could be one way we actually would see Mansali in the midfield. Four five one. Yeah, I, I, just as as an option. Okay, but who's the one? What if we? Want? I don't know. But what if Finley? Because if, if you wait. do a, if you do a four five one, then you're leaving Plata off the t- off the field. Here's a crazy idea. No, you can idea. play left or right. Here's a crazy in idea in the midfield and as kind of a forward. Midfielder. What if okay, we that's, that's a four-four-two. What if we went with a five-three-two? We won't. Why not? Or three-five-two? Why no. would we? You go. Borchers, Schuler, Winger. Okay. Beltran on the left. Right. Beltran on the right. Okay. Mansali on the left. Okay. You can do. Gill, Javi, search in the midfield. Okay. Plata Finley. What about Grossman? Oh, oh yeah, Grossman. So you yeah. wouldn't have to worry about the searcher spot. Well, now you just named. 11 field players. What? Because if you're doing five... No, I'm saying you would field. you would remove one of those, Trevor. You would remove Sturzer for Grossman. Okay, but you didn't... You know, so that would be five and that, three. So. Well, I, I, I... And then... Ugh, I don't know. Finley. That could be exciting. I'd At the very to, least, it would be exciting. I'm, I'd love to see a three slash five like that. Yeah, like the wingbacks. Yeah. That are kind of midfielders. They're, and, they're fun to yeah. see. Like the Netherlands. Yeah. It's yes. not going to happen. Yes, Trevor. I've been saying for like three years. Is that not what Italians that, that, do? No, I've, I've been saying for like three years that a three-man back line is is wonderful. And How awesome. very Italian! Of and you. now you guys are just like, hey, that'd be a great idea. <laughs> I don't actually think it'd be a great. I haven't idea even known now. you for three that's, years. So. That's that's an awful idea now. <laughs> yeah, did they do that a lot in Italy? Never mind. I'm sorry for get, getting your hopes up. They did it a ton in the World Cup. So many. They played in the World Cup. Them. No, 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 no! Not Italy. Italy didn't do it. There was a bunch of teams that played a three-man back line with with wingbacks. Yeah, yeah. Chile, yeah, Costa Rica, Holland. Chile, Netherlands. 
That's what the Netherlands used to destroy Spain. Three off the top of my head. With the, there's more than that, though. Did Can Chile we talk more about Italy? Chile? Yeah, they did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's classically what they did. Not, well, not classically, but... That's what they do since I hired more my recently. manager two years ago. Yeah. Classically. Classically. I'm trying so, to think so we win, basically. That's that's the... That's it. We, we win. We better. I'm... Yeah. If we don't, I'm gonna... I'm gonna be I'm very gonna, upset. I'm gonna write a strongly worded letter to somebody probably one of you guys i'm gonna use the bathroom in the stadium i'm gonna write a letter with all i'm, gonna write, I'm not gonna wash i'm my gonna hands. write a letter in all and caps, i'll use the door handle in all capital letters so people know i'm yelling hmm what are you gonna do trevor yeah uh, what's your passion trevor come back you gotta risk everything <laughs> you gotta go all in <laughs> all right let's talk about the world cup what about the World Cup? Do we want to take a break? The Copa a break? Das Copas, as Men in Blazers. Okay, let's take a break. World break. Das Copas? Break. Okay, break's done. Break's done. The Copas. The Copa Das Copas. The Cup of the Cups? Yeah, the World Cup. Copa Cup Mundial. Cup of the Cups. Copa Day. Or whatever. How would the French say? The Copa de Mundial. <laughs> yeah, probably. Cool. The Italian making fun of the French. Novel. He was the one making fun Anyways, of the French first. The World Cup. How great is the World Cup been? That's been... I mean, it's normally pretty it great. It went from, like, really great to, like, depressing. It's still pretty great. Yeah. It no, is. It, it was pretty great. It's been kind of depressing not having matches the last two days. Yeah. I mean, it's normally been... The World Cup's normally really good. Yeah. But this year has been, like... Really good. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I saw an interesting thing. Brian Phillips, great writer, run a play. Yeah. Uh, wrote about how the defending's been awful. He described it as uh, players just running into each other uh, yeah, right I outside know. the box. I, I think a huge part of that is the climate and the yeah, conditions. Maybe. Because those European teams have no idea what to do in the climate that they've been playing in. I, I, I think, think that's one of the reasons we stayed in it so long against Germany and Belgium is because they were just like... <sighs> Yeah, like not, not that we most. really did much to Belgium's defense. But. Yeah, well, I don't know. They were pretty tired. Yeah, for that after that. Well, it wasn't our fault. Pressure. Yeah, it was the climate. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It was the yeah. conditions. Yeah, I think there's something to. And that. then there's been bad defending too. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I, I think it's interesting. Like we've seen a renewed shift toward attacking again. Yeah, the games have been op- really open. Yeah, right? and it's more fun to watch certainly. Yeah. Than watching Spain. Uh, Spain, probably the least fun team to watch while being oh successful. My I used to, like... I, I love watching Spain. Years ago... I love when, watching them when they're completely on. Just yeah, on. Like, like 2010, Yeah, loads of fun. Yeah. Both of the last two European competitions, loads of fun. Yeah. And today, and today, this World Cup, they tried kind of the same style. Good. Just, it was so bad. It was like an amorphous version of... Yeah, no Chavi, no Puyol. Yeah, it just... A lot. It the guys just bad. don't... It's just not guys that know the system. And Torres is uh, literally a bag of bones. I mean... Then yeah. they have Diego Costa, who is crap too. If only they I could mean, produce like a good striker like Josie Altidore or Clint Dempsey. Yeah. Or like Davia. Oh wait, they didn't yeah, play Yeah, David Villa played well, plays he... in the last game and all of a sudden they look like Spain yeah. again. <laughs> Turns out anyway. it's the MLS guy again. Yeah. Kind of. Saving the day. David Villa, the New York City kid. Yeah. Born and bra- raised. That's not true. I, I saw Pep Guardiola in New York City once. I yeah. didn't see him. I mean, I saw a picture. He lived there him. when he was between yeah. teams. Yeah. That was the picture I saw. Was 
Not him living, but uh, yeah, yeah, that like square. I wonder if about Via talked to Pep before he made that move. Yeah, maybe. Like, I wouldn't oh, be surprised. Would like, how are how Why are the he? hot dogs? Because yeah. they knew each other at Barcelona really well. And you know someone from the same nationality yeah. on a personal level who's lived in the city you might move to? Yeah. Okay. Just I that. imagine they're best friends and they go waterboarding. Waterboarding? Waterboarding. <laughs> I think you yeah. meant something other than waterboarding. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did, but I'm not going to correct myself. <laughs> Do you mean water skiing? Is that what you were going for? Or wakeboarding. <laughs> Tandem waterboarding. <laughs> Could you imagine, like, like waterboarding tiki taka style? Like, no, 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 you only pour this much of the water on. And then you must stop. You must control possession of the water. <laughs> Very conservative style of torture. Oh my god. Let's not forget it's torture. <laughs> yeah, that's Just true. like watching Spain was for the yeah. first two games. Or watching Maybe that's what, maybe that's what tiki taka means in Spanish, waterboarding. That's what... <laughs> I don't think that's true. I'm pretty positive back that's not what it means. For the, the record, we are against waterboarding. <laughs> yeah. Generally wait, wait, wait. This, this show does Speak not. Speak for yourself. Yeah. yeah. Generally speaking. Yeah. We're not going to take an, for, an official stance on this. Yeah. We try to avoid human rights issues as much as possible. <laughs> um, back to the World Cup. That was that was one of the, that was a top ten show moment right there. <laughs> oh. When we do our show's greatest hits, that'll be on there. And nine other things that we pick randomly. <laughs> uh, back to the World Cup. Who's been your favorite team to watch? Besides the U.S. Here's, here's yeah, the hipster vote. U.S., but... Colombia. No. Australia. They, they were, like, not... not, they were not that's not hipster at all. They were that's, not really... Here's the nobody said it before me vote. They were not very good, <laughs> generally speaking. <laughs> But no, they were they were a team that played how I wish the U.S. had. They just went Magic. out. No, no, I mean like lost style. all their group games and went out. They went out and they attacked. They were playing great teams against Holland and against Spain and Chile. They went out and they they played. They, well, that's because I don't think they had a choice. Yeah, I mean they they defend worse than we do. Yeah. Yes. Sorry to poop on your hipster vote. It. But. I enjoyed every single game that Australia played. They were very good games. Yeah. But not because of Australia <laughs> yeah. being good, I think though. That Tim Cahill. No, no, like Tim said, they, they were goal. they weren't a good team. They were fun to watch. See, okay. The Cahill and goal was pretty great. Cahill had the goal of the tournament so far. Mm, uh, Rodriguez might disagree with you there. Yeah, that's true. Mm, no. By a lot. You think Cahill's goal is better? A left footed volley from a ball that was served from like 40 yards across field. Yeah, I think it was way better. It wasn't, but okay. Yeah. But the actual vote, not the hipster vote, the actual vote is Columbia. They've been loads of fun to watch. That's... They've been the only team that you didn't, like, look, you can't look at and be like, well, this is a problem for Columbia. Like, everyone else, you can kind of be, like, they. it feels like they just kind of limped into it. I'd Except see... maybe Germany and Holland. Yeah. You know who's been fun to watch, and not for good reasons? Brazil. As they just struggle to no, create, they, it's just kind of fun. I don't know. They don't it's look like not Brazil. Fun for me. It's it's embarrassing. How are you Brazilian too? No, I'm not Brazilian. Oh, oh, it's all the Italy people who migrated to Brazil after Stop World it. War Two. <laughs> Stop it right now. <laughs> or no, it's just it's, I don't remember. It's embarrassing that they have that they're 
relying on players like Fred. And they don't have. They don't have the kind of attack. Martin Bernard. Pump the brakes there a little bit on Bernard, buddy. Okay, tell me what Bernard has done in this tournament. He hasn't been great in this tournament, but he's a really good young player. He's like 19 uh, years old. Maybe. Not he's me. He's been terrible in the Maybe. Okay, anyways. Fred, <laughs> Fred, I'll agree with you. But they don't have they don't have an out-and-out forward. Brazil, they don't have a forward anymore. Yeah, that's exactly what Fred is. And he sucks. That's what I'm saying. They don't have a better option. You know who they have? They have a guy who plays for Spain as their better option. Yeah, he doesn't even play that well for Spain. <laughs> yeah, let's be honest. But no, that, they, that's they the problem. Pro- you, that, you have a team like Brazil, but historically Brazil don't produce that player. They don't produce produce that like big. That's why Ronaldo was called the phenomenon because Brazil don't make that guy. You know what I mean? Well, they did. They made him, but historically speaking, that kind of forward is not Brazil's strong point. Okay. But they've had Neymar forwards. is a much more Brazilian player. They have than... forwards. And Neymar's been the only bright spot in that team. Not the only. That's unfair. Yeah. Only bright spot going forward. You, you might be right saying only bright spot. Oscar, been decent. Yeah. David Luiz has been okay. David Luiz and Thiago Silva have been really good. Thiago Silva yeah. is just really good but, in general. Yeah. But no, they've, they've probably been my biggest again? disappointment. What? I said, who's he play for again? Thiago Silva? Uh, funny story about that. Throughout the World Cup, on his shin pads, guess what he's got on his shin pads? AC Milan. Yeah. Nice. He's That'd got be the awesome Brazilian flag and the AC Milan crest on his shin pads. Mm. Gone, but never I'm glad f- they're covered gone, up by Gone, but socks. never forgotten. Yeah, no joke. Um, but no, the yeah, biggest Brazil disappointment just Brazil in. for me. Argentina have been bad. Bad, bad, but it's been fun to watch Messi for once in the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of. I mean, cool. he's he like dragged them through yeah. the group stage in the first in the first knockout round. Netherlands so, were fun to watch. Yeah, I yes, think the were. Netherlands are the favorite. But, uh, but they weren't like great to watch the last game, were they? Against Mexico? No, but Mexico were really good. Yeah. Mexico were punching way above what people thought they were going to do. Oh yeah, Mexico was hugely impressive. Yeah. Mexico just got really unlucky to draw the Netherlands. I think if they played most of their teams, they probably would have won. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, I wish we'd been able to play Mexico. France? That would be fun. Yeah, France. Yeah. They, France they were fun. and Immensely impressive. So let's talk about that France-Switzerland game. That game is an aberration. As much as people keep going back to pointing that, oh, well, France are good. Look how many goals they scored against Switzerland. That game was a nightmare from the Swiss manager point of view because the guys that he started at center back were a disaster, and he never should have started them together. Giroud and Sindaros. Because he plays Char, the guy that plays for Basel, who yeah. I'm totally biased about, and I'll admit it. Uh-huh. But you put Char in, and we go 119 minutes without giving up a goal against Argentina when we gave up 5-90 and 90 with Sindaros and Giroud in there. Everybody was pissed about Shar not playing in that game. Not just me. That was like a Swiss thing. People were really upset that those two guys started. Because they're bad and slow. They have the same problem. And you Trevor, them... if you're going to make fun of him for Swiss things, yeah. you're more I'm, than welcome to. I'm not making fun of him for Swiss things. I'm just pointing out that we don't know. Anything we, about we what I'm talking about. can't contribute to this conversation. Shakiri was really good. Switzerland is a country near Germany. Shakiri is the business. <laughs> too bad he's sitting on the bench at Bayern Munich. Something, something, Swiss bankers. Swiss Nazi gold. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there we go. Nazi gold. Yeah. Waterboarding. <laughs> but, 
No, to, to mention another team that's really impressed me, like through the group stage, France, I thought through the group stage was the best yeah, team. Yeah, that group tournament. sucked, though. What? That group sucked. No, true. Yeah, they had a cakewalk of a group, but... Whoa, whoa, take it easy with the cakewalk talk there, buddy. But no, <laughs> um, as far as, like, difference between, like, their number one... And their number and three? two through four? Yeah. It, it's them or Argentina that had the easiest group. Okay, Who, who's the other team in Argentina's group? Bosnia and Iran. In Nigeria. In Nigeria. And Bosnia was... <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> say it, just say it. One of your dark horses is the tournament I'm not doing so hot. I thought, and the thing is, though... There's it's... somebody in this room that picked Bosnia to go to the semifinals. <laughs> and it's His not me. Name... His it's name not rhymes me. with Mason. <laughs> Hasten. Yeah. Um, we're going to yeah. start calling you Hasten. But Bosnia, like, all their games were really close. And they'd never been there before. Yeah. And that team had more, like, baggage for this tournament than any other team. In terms mm. of... Because uh, it was their first time? Their first time. That's the guys that grew up playing all over the world because their country was, like, ripped apart by a civil war. I mean, it's the first, like, huge thing for their country since the war, yeah. you know, yeah. in terms of footballing. There was... That literally, that whole country was just riding on that team's shoulders. That's a lot of pressure. I'll give you that. And their I manager think... was an idiot, and they didn't know what they were doing formationally, and they played like crap, and they couldn't defend a set piece. and Those were problems, too. But I just think if you're going to talk about teams that go in like struggling or with a lot of outside worries, yeah. you kind of have to talk about the African teams. Dealing with all the corruption and crap and not being paid. and That's normal, though. They're used to it. Uh, I mean, it's still an issue. You're right. It's it's not an issue at all. I'm sorry. It's not a distraction. But that but that wasn't like going into the tournament with him. Like the Ghana thing popped up during. I, no, I Nigeria suspect. almost didn't show up. They were yeah. That they was were threatening to boycott too. one week ahead of the games. They were not going to get on the plane. You know what I mean? So what a mess. Whether it's. It's a shame. Didn't man. the Nigerian FA get like dissolved today too? I read yeah, that. I heard reports that they got shut down by the government. Which that's actually happened before in Nigeria. Yeah. And FIFA stepped in and was like, if you do this, you're banned from like every competition for ten years. Oh yeah. yeah. And they they put a halt to it. But yeah. But that's what needs to happen with some of those because it's just it's such a disaster. Over Another there. team that like like baggage wise, Colombia, but they're playing through it. I mean, it's their first World Cup since '94, right? No, yeah. they played '98. No, they didn't make it out of the group stage in '98. That was their last yeah, one. But '94 was like that golden generation team, was, the Andres Escobar thing. That was a mess. Oh, Ghana said they were not involved in any match fixing. Oh, okay. Oh, speaking of match fixing, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. No match fixing here, guys. Cameroon is under investigation for all three of their group matches for match fixing. Yeah, of course they are. Ban Africa from the World Cup. That's a little unfair. Ban those three particular countries from the World <laughs> Cup. Uh, that I guess we can. How about so like, he... surprise good team Algeria? Algeria were fun to watch. They were. They weren't like typical Algeria where they're like we're just gonna chill back here for ninety minutes, guys. I mean, they went forward and attacked, and yeah. they gave Germany a hell of a fight. Yeah. I thought they were gonna win that game. I was pumped for Algeria. Yeah, dude, that was. That Greece were fun to watch. Just no, they kidding. were not. I figured if anyone can appreciate the way Greece played, it would be you. No, nobody can appreciate the way Greece played. Greeks can. Nope. It won <laughs> them a continental Greece. trophy. Yeah. I love yeah. the way Greece plays. Yeah, well, they played that way in 2004. They did not play that way this year. 
Yeah, Costa Rica been really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Who's the biggest disappointment besides Spain? Spain by default. Oh, <laughs> Spain. Italy definitely. is Italy in the conversation? Definitely. England? I mean, I'm See, not even like trying to bait you this time. No, they they, they were they were they were bad. They looked um, good against England. Italy <laughs> and England looked good against Italy. England, you're like, oh man, they gave Italy a fight. They're, they yeah. might do pretty well in this group, and then yeah, but no, Italy was there's a lot of reports coming out about a lot of issues in the locker room and players hating each other and so being also, Italian or French. basically yeah no it not quite as bad as France but that kind of idea yeah just you know stick I mean? with the old Italy fallback put in eleven Juventus players and win the World Cup well that's kind of what they tried to do with the last game. Well, yeah. They went back to what's been successful for them, which was three Juventus players on their back line and Buffon and Keeper. And four in the midfield and one up front. <laughs> and then, yeah, it was just it was just bad. Everything got hung on Balotelli by the coach. Of course Because he's an a-hole. Prandelli? Oh, yeah. He basically, when he, he came out, as soon as the game was over, the third group game, and they were eliminated, in the press conference he was basically like, yeah, I resign. And it was a mistake to bring Balotelli. Pretty much his words. You or, can't it, say that, though. I mean, yeah, I know it's it's ridiculous. But yeah, there's rumors that there's a lot of people really unhappy with Cassano coming over Rossi. Cassano's, a lot of people. Cassano is a dick. Well, like that's yeah. a, he's a legendary dick. Yeah, for sure. And I thought I thought he deserved to play, but the way that he did, Tati played, go? No, he didn't. He Has retired? he retired? Oh, okay. Yeah, I think he retired once um, Prandelli. Stopped the forty. Oh, okay. And I think he. You would think you would was, bring him instead of Cassano. I well, mean, the, the the argument was: Do you bring Cassano or do you bring Giuseppe Rossi? And Giuseppe Rossi was quote unfit, and Giuseppe Rossi disagrees with that one hundred percent. And then they brought Cassano because he was supposed to be really good, and he finally got his chance to play in the World Cup after having maybe should have gone the last couple. He's a great player, but he's he's the Eddie Johnson of Italy. Oh. But so much worse. Yeah, times a million. So like personality much worse. wise, I don't know if you know about Cassano personality a wise. Bit. It's no, he's like comparison. He's been at every big club in Italy, and they've all been like, "You're not worth it." Yeah, he's a great player when he and, wants and to play. And people like big Italian players and players from other countries have said Cassano is the best player I've ever seen. Like, not kidding, training and stuff when, like that. Yeah, when he wants best, to play, like, he's, he's as good as Totti. Class. He's as good as anybody. You know, anybody you can name, Cassano's as good as. It's just. He just doesn't personality. want to. Yeah. Just doesn't ever want to play. Always, he wants to fight with everyone. Yeah, I mean, that's he's, fun. Ugh. Yeah, no, I mean... It's I, a great pass, Sam. That's why boxing's so big. As a player to watch, I, I love him. Because he's just one of those guys that there's always stories about. And, yeah. You know what I mean? That's just fun. Let's be honest. And he comes up with moments of brilliance. But yeah. he didn't have a single moment that was worthy of anything. In the World Cup. We should it was sign just him at What else were we talking about? Disappointment? Yeah, disappointment. Yeah, right. disappointment. Italy... It's hard to call England a disappointment because they, just... they were like, it's so weird because everyone, going into it, everyone's like, England aren't going to make it out of their group, there's really low expectations, then they don't make it out of their group, and everyone's like, this is such a disaster, we didn't make it out of our group. It's... Well, I, I don't think it was a disaster that they didn't make it out of the group, I think it was a disaster that they got one point, which is their worst World Cup performance of all time. Like, they didn't even go out with a fight, yeah. Yeah, and they scored two goals in three games. Ugh. Not Rooney good. was bad. Well, Rooney actually wasn't bad. Rooney finally got his goal. Yeah, and it meant and he took the zero. greatest corner. You think he might have been history. better? <laughs> he did take the greatest goal. <laughs> Jermaine Defoe might have been better. Yeah. 
Well, which is weird and Michael, makes me un- like nervous. That's the thing. You said Jermaine Defoe might have been better, but at the same time, they only managed two goals with Rooney, Sterling, Sturridge, and Welbeck up front. And really, Defoe yeah. is the same player as Welbeck and Sturridge. Yeah, yeah like yeah, maybe um, Defoe not, puts not from a racial thing. So calm down. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean maybe Defoe helps, but really, like if you've got that much talent up front and you can only put two in the net. It's not a player issue. No, no, that. Well, it, well it's, sorry, it's, it's not a, a set ta- of. I mean, it's not Roy, a Ho- Roy Hodgson. Yeah. yeah, well, when you hire Ray Ho- Roy Hodgson to be, your... you can't have expectations yeah, on Roy Hodgson. Yeah. Has he? Does he get fired yet? Has he been fired yet? No, I thought he had. Uh, having time left doesn't make a difference. Being no, I know. <laughs> no, but I think. Yeah, he hasn't been fired yet, and I don't think the FA's come out and been like, "He's yeah, no we're Steve McLaren. We're definitely going to fire him," but. I know Hodgson um, thinks he's going to be there for the Euros. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Which is going to be loads of fun for you everybody mean be, that's not You mean English. be there as a pundit? Or? No, I think, I think he thinks he's going to be there as a coach. Is Why not Roberto Martinez? I don't think he would leave Everton for the English job. Roberto Martinez has been very not pro... like not. He has not had positive things to say about the England job. Yeah, that's fair. They asked him about it when he was doing ESPN, and he said... I love him on ESPN. He's so good. He's so good. Great comment. The the press, you know, the just the expectations being out of proportion, it's... They should just disband England. They should just Just be more realistic. Fold it into America. We get a little boost of talent. They get a little boost of being American. A small boost of talent. Their players might show... Let's be honest. Their players might show some heart for once if they play for the U.S. We'd get pro-rel... <laughs> Ted doesn't like search podcasts for pro Oh god, even. I hope not. Please don't. Um, it's my least favorite think, experience of my life. I'm trying to think of to other Twitter. disappointing teams. I mean, really, that's those are the big ones: Spain, Italy, England. I mean, are we disappointed at all with the United of. States? No, no. We made well, it okay. a group of di- oh, with Portugal. The, you could say was disappointing. Well, I don't think the so. Actually, team, the performance, how we did in the World Cup. I'm disappointed no. with the mentality in the last two matches. I'm disappointed with the coaching and the tactics. I don't. I don't think coaching. I think I don't mean Klinsman actually. I mean, and because I don't think it was by direction. I think it was like we were just like shell shocked. Were we directionless? Like, we're going. I mean, that's against, part, that's we're, coaching you know, to an extent. We're playing right? Germany. We we were and we were. Klinsman said it too. We were too respectful for Belgium. Like, we yeah. went out there and we're like, well, and I, these guys I are really good, well, we can't play our game. And there's we that Fellaini guy who plays at Manchester United, we watch him on TV. Oh, yeah, that Fellaini guy still plays. That's there's, a couple, there's a couple things you can look at, and you can look at and say Josie Altidore was injured. We and so that. We, That's, we, that is a fact. Well, no, 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 I mean, and you could say that that affected the way that he had to set up his team. You could say that again. <laughs> so you could say that, like, that was a problem. Maybe it's just the Altidore injury. And that's why we had to set it up to team that way. Oh. You could also say that, no, tactically he got... Altidore didn't play against Portugal. Yes, he did. Wait, no, he didn't. No, he mm. went out in the And first that's the game minutes. where we were, like, attacking and going yeah, forward and I, playing a very fun Altidore. attacking yeah, style. That, that, so the Altidore thing doesn't, doesn't I know. get you I think it's kind of a red herring, actually. I agree. And that's why I think it kind of falls square on Klinsman. I don't think you can but have can't, the players he can't play the way that they the did. players attack. He, you know what I mean? He can't physically... No, but he no, can but put you... players in positions that are better than what he did. I really... Like Clint Dempsey as a target forward, yeah. and Bradley as the creator, the right yeah. behind Dempsey. I'd rather they switch roles, That's no even. good. 
Like, at least then they're playing out a little out of their comfort zones and have to think about how they're playing. I, I thought Dempsey played really well. You know, and actually... And putting players in the midfield that nobody's really that great at keeping I possession. mean, Dempsey... I don't want to say that. Never mind. Okay, so my, my thought with Bradley isn't that he was played out of position necessarily. It's that his performances were just kind of lacking. And, and maybe if he's in a more comfortable position, that isn't the case. Would you but, say that... Maybe that's a result of playing out of position. It it might be, but like his first touch was bad. Oh yeah, yeah his touch was I, off I agree. the whole there tournament. Were, and then against Belgium, he kind of found it. He, yeah. I mean, against Belgium, he he was pretty good. Yeah, and, and then we looked better, but we didn't have the midfield set up to to work with that at all. How good was and that's Jones? on Klinsman, Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying it's not on Klinsman. Okay. I'm saying like Michael Bradley was disappointing for the group stage. Finally picked up his game. Our midfield was set up to not play him in properly. Well, yeah, that's that's what I mean. That's a team yeah. set up coaching Klinsman yeah. issue. Is the team was not set up in a way where we could keep possession or counter at all. Which is yeah. the two ways that we can play. We can either try to keep possession and build, or we can counter. Yeah, we, we were not built up to do either of those things. So, I mean, we the way we played against Ghana was the counter way. And Which was, the way we played against Portugal was keeping possession, attacking. And then we did. didn't do either of those the last two matches. We yeah, were yeah. just, like, holding on for dear life. Yeah. We were playing, like, we were playing Bruce Arena, World Cup soccer. Yeah. yeah. No offense to Bruce Arena. Actually, no, lots, all lots of offense, to Bruce, offense Arena. to Bruce Arena. And, and the thing with Bradley, too, is... I actually think that's it's hard the to say. position I think he, he was should just, play it was, in the future. It was, like conflicting because he he had to be back and he had to be forward yeah, and that's... he's just not as much as people are like he's a really great box to box midfielder no he's not a great box to box midfielder he can't do both you have to give him one or the other well he, he can't do enough of completely. the attack and enough of the defense but yeah. i think he's still a good box to box player i think uh, jermaine jones is a great box to really box player but he needs more than one person in front of him yeah, that's true. Yeah. Against Belgium, he had Dempsey in front of him. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you have two forwards in front of him, maybe well, yeah, you can play that Yeah, we put two forwards position. on. We threw yeah. Green on, and the game opened up entirely. Or if you have um, other midfielders that are going to make runs or make themselves available for him, then he can like, succeed the there. Biggest, but they didn't. The biggest... Bedoya and Zussi were oh, yeah. nowhere to be You're found. You're playing Bedoya and Zussi in those positions. Bedoya, uh, I think, Zussi was tournament. really good against Portugal. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. But I'm, I'm, he wasn't sorry, I'm talking specifically about the Belgium game. Yeah. But Doi and Zussi were kind of nowhere to be found. The sub to me that was so obvious in the Portugal game was you take Zussi off, Cameron it right back, push Yedlin up because he's pushing up anyways, put Yedlin at right mid, and you put Beckerman up. Yeah. You talking and about it, the Belgium game? Yeah. Yeah. And that sub, it just screamed it. And I know it's hindsight, but like from what we saw, that sub would just seem like it would have fixed so much. Yeah. No. When and I, then I, we, I was watching, didn't, that's we didn't exactly what They I took, was what, 36 shots? Yeah. Makes a difference when you have a player in there who's and so many of those shots were channels through the midfield where Kyle yep. Beckerman excels at breaking up play, controlling possession, getting things going. They you were who just didn't look they good? were running who? or who didn't look as good, Jermaine Jones, because he didn't have Beckerman yeah, to, to mean, bail him out, not bail him out, but you know what I mean. Yeah, he had Jeff Cameron, who's he, just he, not that player. He wasn't able to take the risks that he would have been with yeah. Beckerman in the game. But um, other than that, Jones was fantastic. Oh yeah, like I'm, I'm never saying about no, no. He had a Jermaine fantastic tournament. I can't wait to. He see was probably him the best player on the team for the tournament. I'm actually really looking forward to him. I actually think us. Beckerman was the best player on the training for the tournament. Yeah. Oh no doubt. Bias aside, even I still would probably, I would go Beckerman Jones as the two best players in the yeah. tournament. Mm, yeah. 
Tim Howard's got to be in that conversation. Yeah, I meant, I meant, like, field field players. Beasler gets an honorable mention as well. You know who else was good? For as much as everyone was like, oh my god, what are we going to do? Demarcus Beasley was really good. You know who else? Fabian Johnson. Okay. Shocker. Beasley's been really good for a long time. Yeah. I don't know what everybody's problem with him was. He had a drop-off. I mean, there's no doubting yet he had a drop-off. Like, two years ago when he started playing left-back, he was yeah. a little iffy for us. I get but that. But he picked oh, yeah. it up, he learned the position, I mean. Yeah, he, he's been great for the last year. I, I thought... think everybody's still just like, oh, he's a winger, why are we playing this left-back? Yeah. No, he... He's a pretty Fabian, good Fabian Johnson was really good. Yeah, Johnson Omar was good. Omar was good the last uh, couple That's what days. I was going to say. Like, that was as much weird as I hate to say. He, he, he stepped he, up well. He blew it at the end of the Portugal game. Not just him. Yeah. Johnson really blew it. Like, everyone was blaming Beasler and Gonzalez for that cross. Oh, why is Gonzalez in the game? If That was Johnson's mark. That guy was yeah. a left-sided winger, like, left mid. And you could just see Johnson just jogging behind him. Not, not yelling... Hey, this guy's passed me. He wasn't communicating at all. And yeah, Barilla yeah. burned him completely. And I think, to some extent, that's part of the problem with throwing a third center back on in the dying minutes. Yeah. But, when you're getting hammered with crosses. Yeah. Yeah. He but also that wasn't was such... supposed to play as a third center back. I don't know what he was supposed to play as. He was supposed to play in front of the center backs as kind of a defensive midfielder. Should have played him as a sweeper. As a libero. <laughs> so, a re- a regista. But anyway, to answer the original question... Did we have a question? Yeah. Well, I don't Were think we disappointed we... in the U.S.? No. 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 I wasn't. I think we could have done better. Disappointed in the mentality, not the results. Think I think we could have done better, but round of 16, but, I mean, we made, out of yeah, the group of death, great. Yeah. Like, if, if someone to Belgium, told you a month ago... Hey, we're gonna make it out of the round of sixteen. We'll lose to Belgium in extra time. Would you be cool with that? Yep. Two one in extra. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'd be conflicted, but yeah. Yeah. So I just don't else? like. I just don't like the way we got there. But Anything that else? we got there is. Who's been the player of the tournament? Do you think? All told. Yeah. 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 Maybe maybe he'll move to Europe soon. Maybe we'll get a bigger transfer to Europe. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Lionel Messi almost makes it into that conversation now for yeah. probably his first time ever. You know who else makes it in that conversation? As much as I hate to admit it, Aryan Robin. Yeah. Oh, hate him, but finally uh, he learned how to play in major tournaments. Yeah. Well, he's Dutch, so that can go away at any moment. <laughs> True. But all right, anything else before we wrap up this World Cup? Who's gonna cup? win? Make a prediction, not well, goals prediction. Pick pre- your team. Brazil. I'm, st- I'm still gonna. I can't get over the home field advantage for Brazil. Yeah. Hmm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be. Although, if Whatever there is a team is. in this tournament that can Brazil, it's Colombia. I think if Colombia... I think any of these teams can beat Brazil. I don't think it's a problem. All these matches that. are like a coin flip. Yeah. I mean, but that's kind of how the World Cup is once you get to this yeah. stage. They're there for a reason. I'm going to be conflicting, and I'm going to say Colombia beats Costa Rica in a World Cup final. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Actually, I'd love to see Costa Rica go forward. You know what would be amazing? Who does Co- Costa Rica play next? Um... Somebody. Jeez. Argentina? No, because no, no, we would have played. Um, it's Netherlands. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Who they could they could beat. take the game to. Because they played some really good teams that on paper were just as good as the Netherlands are. Yeah. They, that's the thing about Costa Rica. They haven't had a game to relax yet. Like, they've played four good teams. Yeah. This will be five. If you look at the teams that they've played, 
Yeah. And beat and like combine their World Cup and Continental titles. Yeah. It's like double digits. They're running yeah. the gauntlet. They're I mean they're not. <laughs> they they have how the amazing hardest how amazing would it be if it was called Costa Rica Brazil in the final and Costa Rica won the World Cup in Brazil against uh, yeah. Brazil. It would I'd be tears it would joy. be literally the greatest thing that's ever happened in soccer. No, I would. Honestly, I think if Costa Rica makes the semifinals, like I'm getting a half chub just thinking about it. Just simply <laughs> making the semifinals, I think. Would be the greatest achievement of where they're at now. I mean, where they're at. Oh, any team ever. You mean, yeah. Yeah, I think that would be well the greatest like World Cup performance. If they make it to the semifinals. Yeah, we'll say goodbye to Costa Rican players coming down the list. What's the bracket like? What's to big places? They don't really. I mean, there's not a ton. There's not a ton of them in in the list. (laughs) Yeah, Arsenal could really use that Campbell guy though. I bet he'd do really well there. Yeah, Yeah, maybe. Um, Arsenal don't need a forward though. work permit. Yeah, something. <laughs> um, Campbell, man, what's what, look at the bracket real quick before we finish talking because I remember looking at it and thinking, man, if Costa Rica get past the Netherlands, they have a real shot. It's, at the it's final. Argentina or Belgium. That's who they were. And neither of them have looked that good. Yeah. Like if oh man, all bets are off. Costa Rica beat the Netherlands. Yeah. And yeah, you should support your fellow Concacaf teams besides Mexico. So. Go Costa Rica. Go plucky Costa Rica. I love that too. How the Uruguay thing they kept talking about. Uruguay is this really small country. Only three million people. Costa Rica's got like nine hundred thousand or something like that. I think that's a large state. I don't. It's actually. I think it's bigger than Uruguay population. It's like two point something million. Oh oh, wait, no, no, it's three point something million. The tiny island nation of Costa Rica. As Mike Tarico put it on ESPN, (laughs) that was the best thing ever. Well, they're not an island. (laughs) Yeah. That's the joke. Oh. He, the ES, this ESPN broadcaster, like live TV, was oh. like, you know, excitement's abound in the island nation of Costa Rica. Yo, I thought they were an island nation for a long time too. Yeah, that's because they all go like it's Puerto Rico. You know, people mix them up. Costa Rica just wakeboarding, like surfing. They all go waterboarding. <laughs> Took a lot of strength to not say that. All right, let's all right. do our listener question and then go. Okay, we're not taking a break. No breaks. We're not even going to pretend to take a I break. i got to pull this question up. Let's see. Who's going to be first to pull it up? Mm-hmm. I got it right now. Oh, yeah? Read it. Adam Hendrickson says... Thanks, Adam. Thanks, Adam. Friend of the show. In your opinion... Ooh, this is a good question. Uh-oh. What single aspect of RSL's games... Game form, I think is what he's saying... Yeah. ...has led to the team's recent slide... And also, will Ned be back? I need more Ned! Exclamation mark. We we agree wholeheartedly with your second sentiment. What are, are, are we, our game? So we're blaming one aspect of the game, or what? we have to pick one aspect that's contributed the most. I it's MLS. That it's. I feel kind of bad saying this, but I think it's just the gap in talent between Kyle Beckham and Cole Grossman. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it's necessarily the gap in talent. It's the gap in experience. And I don't well, think experience, it's... talent, blame it what you want. It's the difference between Kyle Beckerman and Cole Grossman. I think that's played a big role. Yeah, I don't think I agree with you. I don't think it's talent. I think yeah. it's. I mean, Beckerman's a better player right now. Obviously. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I think Cole Grossman. But could you could that you player. could look at how the U.S. played against Belgium without Beckerman and see what a difference Beckerman makes to a team. Yeah. Yeah. And that's huge for us. And I think he and definitely makes that difference for us as like well. Like that calming presence. I mean, it's it's even bigger here because, like you said, you know, the talent level is different, which I disagreed with and then just agreed with. Anyways. <laughs> no, the talent level is different, but I think it's 
It's the difference between playing a player who has fewer than 20 matches in MLS yeah, and a player who's in his hundreds. Yeah. Is that what you think, too? What do you think has caused our recent slide, Matthew? I mean, part of it's just MLS. Like, MLS is a so cyclical weird. wave of things. and It's just something that's going to happen. You shouldn't lose. And... Yeah, that, yeah, it happens to every team. Yeah. I mean, Seattle was top of the league, you know, without a doubt, last year. And then fell apart. Fell apart. The wheels just came MLS. off. Uh, to, to some extent. There's a See, lot of I, parody in MLS. I, I, yeah. I know that that's a true answer. And as an answer, I don't agree with it. I mean, I do agree with it, but what would you it, say? It's kind mean? of a weak answer. Yeah, I mean, we it, still it's have a fixable very problems. Specific answer. Yeah, we we still have fixable problems. Catch all. I'm trying to think of that. We we can't rely on that for a while. We can't just be like, oh well, MLS, we're going to lose games. Oh no, no, no. Of course, would, not. you know what I mean. I wouldn't. So. I wouldn't say that as like the sole reason. But, but it, it's that, a contributing factor. Yeah, and I You're think going it's a to bigger factor than. Than we let on sometimes. Yeah. And part another thing too is, I mean, if you read about Brazil, the off the field, like Ramondo is a huge loss too for us. On the field, he's a huge loss. But Atenel is good, but you lost like the two big locker room leaders for the team. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're both gone at the same time. Yeah. And so when you lose that first game to Portland, which you've never lost to Portland before, you know, I mean, once or whatever. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh man, we lost to Portland. That that's a huge mental thing. Yeah. As much as like Borchers is a locker room guy and Ned's a locker room guy, they're not Kyle and Nick. Yeah. So I'm the, they're the guys who'll get after you if you're not. They're doing the well. glue. Yeah. And that's one thing that like during the Chivas game you pointed out when we were watching the highlights. Ramondo is a player that will let you know during the game that you are making mistakes and you need to do better. And yeah, and as an will just Nella look won't. at you after and just kinda of be like And that's Well that sucked. On the field during the game, he's gotten better about huge. that. Like he's been yelling. I mean, he's yeah, we, we didn't see the Chivas though. Yeah, no. Yeah. I but mean, they would help at the same but, point. Like it's I mean, Chivas. So after, a even though, like I said, we you know we get control. It seemed like we were just after that red card happened. We were just like, well, there that goes. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And again, with Beckerman and Armando on the field, probably you don't have that attitude throughout the team. I think if Beckerman and Armando there, we win that game. Yeah, oh. even a man down, we could have oh, won yeah. two or three to nothing. A man down. Yeah, but. My, I'm gonna say, the recents, man, the defense, man. Yeah. I mean, they haven't been good all season. I don't. I'm gonna disagree with you. They haven't been. I mean, you have the Seattle loss. You have you gave up three goals at home to Portland. You gave up two goals to Atlanta, which is a little. I mean. Yeah, I mean the, the defense plays set, a role there, but you say the defense, and that makes it sound like it's the back four and and this is where and, my question is. And, so. and I, I don't think it's the back four and Armando. I think it's the team defense as a whole. Yeah, that's what I meant more okay, than okay. the back four. I, I just want to make sure we're not defending well. Yeah, like yeah, we're not defending the midfield like we. like we should. This is a total like announcer thing, and Dunny says it all the time. Defending is a pride thing, and we haven't had that this year. Yeah. Hmm. Like he, that's what he said. Defending is like eighty percent about pride. It's just about doing whatever you can, not wanting to lose. Like just, ugh, and it's like it hasn't been there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we've got a really young side of midfielders right now. Yeah. Inexperienced. Uh, we need Jermaine Jones. Well, and I'm young too. I mean. <laughs> Cole Russell's still young. John Sturzer's young. Oh, yeah. Luke Mulholland's young. Luis Gill has a lot of experience, and he's young. Yeah, he's 20. I mean, I mean. Velasquez is young. 
Yeah. Javi's not. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I wouldn't even but, count Javi in the defending portion of, of the, the midfield. midfield. And I think that's... And that's he'll, the he'll other thing, back, too, is... Then. I know I'm, like, bashing Mulholland, but he does not defend well. No. Yeah. Like, and I, I think... And I think one thing that you've seen the last two games... Everyone forgets this because we got our asses kicked by Portland. Luis played really well in that Portland game. Yeah. And Luis played pretty well against Chivas. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that that spot next to Ned's is Luis's again. Yeah. Like... Everyone's like, you know, Mulholland played really well. That's kind of his spot. Luis is going to have to get it back. Luis has earned that spot back. Yeah, yeah. Mulholland, I think, is, will be relegated to that to the off the bench role where he. Well, did Velasquez well. was. I mean, he was really good off the bench at the beginning of the season. Yeah, yeah. But that whole switch to him starting was really for me a case of it's not broke. Don't fix it. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. that that and Luis and Luis got injured. hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And Sebastian True. Velasquez was dealing with his issues, his family problems. Well, that, that was a thing. That, yeah. Those were, he did yeah. have family problems. Family problems. But again, <laughs> when Gil was healthy again, but but Mulholland was still starting. Yeah. I had, I had some issues with that. Yeah. Well, I think Luis is as much flack as we give Luis because everyone wants him to be Landon Donovan. He's a really good player. I hope he has more personality. Every team in, in the league, every Donovan. literally every every team in the league would take Luis Gil on their team yeah. and start him. There's not one team, mm. name one team he wouldn't start for right now. Chicago. False. Yeah. They've got Harry Ship. Yeah, we know where you're going with that, but they play more than one midfielder. And Luis is is a. They have Benji Hoya. Yeah. Luis would start over Benji Hoya. Mm. Yep. Maybe. Yep, he would. That that's that's the one spot in the midfield where I go. Okay, maybe, but even then. Benji Hoya has been playing really well this you year. Push Hoya out wide and put you. Be, if he is on that Chicago team, who are like almost what dead last in their conference, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you don't think Luis Gill is playing for that team? New England. Yes. Yeah, and who do they have in midfield? Kellen Rowe plays more forward. He doesn't play. Kellen he, Rowe, but he doesn't Lee play Wynn. where Luis plays. You can put Luis at. I mean, Lee Wynn plays wide, there. right? Yeah. yeah, but you can put Luis centrally, and he excels centrally. That's just, yeah, he's better there. Because Luis, the most underrated... should be noted, I'm kind of playing devil's advocate here, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But... You pick two teams that he would definitely play for. New York? The Red Bulls? Yeah. Red Bulls? No, I'd put him in there so quick. I'd put him in there, but would they play? You have Cahill. Mm. Eric Alexander? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he'd probably play over Eric Alexander. Yeah. Johnny Steele? I don't know, man. Steele plays really well for New York. Uh, And he's a winger. Yeah. Mm. And Steele and Henri, they they complement each other really, it's really well. Weird. I know it's so weird. I'm confused. He must have watched him a lot when he was a kid growing up Thierry in Belfast. Thierry? No, he didn't no. grow up in Belfast. Who Johnny Steele? Yeah, he, he watched Johnny Steele as a kid, right? No, Johnny Steele watched Thierry Henry. Oh. Yes, <laughs> um, Trevor. They're not that much different in age. Talking about Johnny talking Steele's about like... Luis. Oh, okay. Um. I thought you were talking about no, we Johnny Steele about... growing up in Belfast, which... We we were. I was. And then watching Thierry Henry as he grows up. Yeah. Johnny Steele's like Johnny Steele's 27. Like 29 years old. Are you sure? Okay. He's still not 20 years younger than Henri. <laughs> but, I the, mean... Thierry Henry's like 50 by now, so... He might But, <laughs> when Henri was like 25, Steele would have been 18. Yeah. So really when watching him. You would literally argue with a wall 
You would literally argue with Orlando. <laughs> no, okay, what lost. about Are wouldn't start for Orlando City or New York Luis, City FC? Like, because they're not playing yet. Luis, and just because we were talking about playing essentially, his defense is so underrated. Yeah. Yeah, he's, and he's made that committed a big part to of playing. Game. Yeah, exactly. It's the same thing as Velasquez really made that a big part of his game at the end of last year, which before he might as well have been standing off the field whenever we had the ball. Yeah. You know, that really improved Velasquez. I'm excited to see Sebastian swing back in and yeah, that'll be good. get things going. Once he's not injured or no. having family problems. Oh. Anyways, so we didn't. Chivas? Would he start at Chivas? Probably. Yes. Uh, I don't. Uh, he might not start for the Galaxy. They have a pretty good midfield. Well, Luis would probably be a wide player for them, actually. Yeah. In right mid. Yeah. Guess he's Zardes' spot. Yeah. Man, remember how big people were on Zardes last year? People are big on him again. They're still big on him. But I mean, last year people were like, "Yes, he's Zardes." It's because he, he had might, that hair. He might have an outside shot at the World Cup squad. That was a real thought that went through people's heads. <laughs> And, yeah. they, and they took it out of their heads and put it on paper or yeah. online. And no one with said their and name no one saw that. It. it was like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then he started playing for LA and it was like, oh, well, maybe not. I haven't seen him on any of uh, the uh, 2018 World Cup roster predictions yet. I did see him on a players I saw, to I watch. I saw him on one. Uh, Espination put out a players to watch thing that was actually really great. Uh, it you know, wasn't like a, one, here's our squad. But. I saw one that was center backs and someone, it didn't have Schuler on it. But it had that kid from Sporting Kansas City that Juventus offered money for, oh, who's Paul never Brown. played a senior match in his career. Yeah, he has. Who's he played? One for Sporting Kansas City. I think he played two for Sporting. Okay, I'll, okay, that's so much. Never mind. Now I understand why he was on that. My mistake. No, no, no. I'm not saying that he should not have been, on, or that he should have been on there. I am saying that you are factually incorrect about him never playing a professional match. He's played USOG matches. He's never played in MLS. He has. Has His he? first game, he got to, uh, yeah, he Kansas got City off. really stretched for a little bit there. Oh yeah, because because of, of all their injuries. Yeah, remember? yeah, that's right. And then his first game, he got a red card. That's awesome. Was that a just red card? What I think it was his, two yellows. What is his oh. ethnicity? I don't know what he looks American. like. American. <laughs> is he darker? Infected? He is not white. Or okay. Did you just say infected? No. I said inflected. Like this. <laughs> I think that the wheels have well into it. <laughs> but anyways. Oh yeah, the other one that's been popular on the 2018 rosters is that Gideon Zawalin. Yeah. Oh, the one who's who isn't in even US a U.S. citizen, you know, or, or in yeah, the pool. Yeah, that one's a little weird. Darlington Magby's in there. Fagundes has been in there. Who, yeah. Even though Fagundes has said he'll probably play for Uruguay. Yeah, and he's been called up to the youth teams for Uruguay. Well, and he's turned those down a few times, too. So, Yeah, I think he'll end up playing for Uruguay, yeah. ultimately. I would, if he's, I would if love he's it if he played enough. for the U.S. But if he's good enough, he's playing he's, for Uruguay. He's good enough, dude. We've just gotta, yeah. I don't think Vagundes will be in MLS after this season. No. I would be really surprised if he's still in MLS I'd after this season. I'd almost be surprised if he makes it through this whole season in yeah. MLS. Well, he still has to finish high school, doesn't he? No, he's graduated. Oh. He's graduated. He's you know who I haven't seen on any of those rosters? Jordan Allen. I uh, yeah that's or Justin Glad. Justin well, Glad I think will be Justin what, Glad will yeah, be twenty one years. He old. could be well, he could be the DeAndre Yedlin of the two thousand eighteen World Cup, which Bruce. would be amazing. Yeah. I don't think I'd complain about that. You know Yedlin's only going to be twenty four at the two thousand eighteen mm. World Cup. Yeah, he could be the, our new Demarcus Beasley. There's like an outside shot that he could play five World Cups. Five or six. 
Probably not yeah, six. Not six. 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 Not as a field yeah. player. 38 years old? No, five would be 38. Right? Because two would be 24, three, what? 28. I guess by then they'll oh, probably be 36 have, like, at five. Yeah. Yeah, five probably ain't going to happen. Yeah. That'd be amazing, though. Yeah? I still think uh, Yedlin does the, the anti-Beasley. Starts it right back, moves his way forward. Oh, yeah, he's, right a, he's, a, he's a midfielder a going forward. Even in his well, career, he's not going to be a fullback for Well, and it's funny, like, seeing people from Seattle admit that finally. Yeah. Like, yeah. Po- like, he's oh, just, well, okay. Positionally, he's, he, he doesn't he, have the positional sense for a fullback. Yeah, he's... Brad Evans does, but though, but he so but the thing is, is, is Seattle never really threw him in as a midfielder, and Jurgen did, and you're like, oh my god, yeah, you know, like actually, he threw him in as a right midfielder, and you're like, it works. oh my god, yeah, yeah. alive. Well, that's the kind and of he's, that's that, not like, the first person he's done that with, where he's played them out of position, and they've looked better than they do, yeah. at their regular position. He yeah. has kind of an eye for that. It seems like I'm gonna be. I just wish I was there for like Siggy going. Hey, you know, maybe that's not a bad idea. Putting him in the midfield and Brad Evans at right back. Yeah, we've got a natural that, right that back and a natural winger. That completely solidifies everything. I, Watch them do, the they'll do that. Their whole season will fall apart. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's, the, it's the way of... Seattle. I just picture Siggy eating a Cinnabon. Watching, eating like watching a box. The, watching that game. Is DeAndre playing midfield? Oh, oh good God. That's a bad idea. <laughs> oh. Gets out his iPad and like writes it in the notes section. Put DeAndre. <laughs> Scrawls it yeah. with his finger. Question mark. DeAndre? DeAndre right Winger? <laughs> then plays Farmville for a couple hours and goes to bed. <laughs> All right, well, we safe. better. We gotta wrap this up. Wrap it up. Okay, anything wrap else? Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Nope. Huh? I got Nedder Cole? Uh, what? Who will, start Cole? To, who will start tomorrow? Nedder Cole. Uh, Cole. Mm hmm. I'm going to say both. Ned. Cole. Anyway. <laughs> Good game, guys. <laughs> Good game. See you next week. Who yep. do we play next week? L.A. Ooh. I go to L.A. if you guys are interested, by the way. Yeah, uh, I'll consider maybe. it. Drive we'll talk in. about it. Free place to stay. Okay. That cuts down on the expenses. All right. We can ask week. your aunt about... <laughs> that was uh, Jason's invitation again. to everybody listening. Yeah, if you want to go to L.A., get at me, dog. Good luck finding me on Twitter. My handle changed since the last show. Yeah, we, we know what it is. Yeah. Do we? Do we know what it is? Yes. All right.